Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion here on this glorious day, at least in northern Vermont. Wow, the leaves are all doing their thing, all different reds and oranges and, and yellows and just everything, and it's just so pretty. So anyway, my name is Kimberly Quinn, and I'm thrilled, I forget if I said that or not, I'm thrilled to have this discussion today with you on a sense of, of purpose. You know, and we can often... That can also often sound cheesy and cliche and really without a sense of, well, meaning also, but we're going to start today with or talk today about purpose. Without a sense of meaning and purpose, it's a straight road to depression or at the very least, sadness. And I'll tell you that I'm, I'm reading this book uh, loaned to me by my colleague, Tom Meyer. So I'm doing a workshop with my friend friend slash colleague tom on spirituality meaning and purpose at champlain college with uh you know where i teach obviously with our students and, and so far it's going pretty well and uh one of the books that tom and i one of several we read over the summer to prepare for this and research and you know kind of have our act together so that this workshop series would be you know great one of these books is called the power of meaning by uh by emily safani smith and and she talks about Emily talks about purpose in there, and so uh, I actually didn't even, honestly didn't even intend to do this podcast today, and then I got immersed in her book, and it just kind of hit me, and so I said, oh, you know, while it's fresh in my head, let's just roll with it, and so Emily talks about in her, in her book that, she, you know, purpose just sounding big, and you know, we tend to think Peace Corps and, you know, holding a government office and you know, being in, in some sort of big, huge leadership position, maybe uh, outside, maybe in the corporate world or, or making maybe like in a nonprofit, nonprofit, making a big difference in that way. And those, those are all certainly good, obviously. But Emily says uh, that really, she said, well, here, here's what, she, what Emily says. Purpose sounds big. Ending world hunger, big, ending world hunger, big or eliminating nuclear weapons, big. And then she says, but it doesn't have to be. You can also find purpose in being a good parent to your children, creating a more cheerful environment at your office, or making a giraffe's life more pleasant. I love that because I, I think we do tend to think having a sense of purpose, and I know this is part of Minecraft and in the in the course that I teach at Champlain, and it's about half to two-thirds of the way, maybe halfway through the semester, where we really dig into you know, students' sense of meaning and, and purpose. And often they think that it's something huge. Well, I, how can I have that? How can I have a sense of meaning and purpose? You know, here they are, eight, mostly 18, some 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds. And then a, a, occasionally a non-traditional student actually adds to this a lot, typically, because if I'm a non-traditional, then uh, that, that student often has things to say from being out in the world, maybe having a child or whatever. Uh, but the, but the young, you know, the young adults I have generally tend to think it's this, I don't know, maybe not out of reach, but something that, that lands in your lap in your fifties or something. They often don't think that we can walk around every single day, you know, sucking the marrow out of life, gaining, gaining meaning from every single thing we do, bringing success to every single thing we do and finding purpose in the smallest of tasks. And uh, Emily continues with her book. She says, according to William Damon, a developmental psychologist at Stanford, purpose has two important dimensions. First, purpose is a stable and far-reaching goal. 
most of our goals are mundane and immediate. Like, like getting to work on time, going to the gym or doing the dishes. Purpose, by contrast, is a goal toward which we are always working. It is the forward-pointing arrow that motivates our behavior and serves as the organizing principle of our lives. I love that. Actually, I think it was at that minute when I decided to do a, a podcast it went, is when the forward-pointing arrow, you know, f- part of that sentence is what just grabbed me, honestly. It just grabbed me and captivated me, and it said podcast. You know, and it's it, it, uh, interestingly, I was when I was walking early this morning in the woods with Giovanni, we came across a young hunter because it's bow season here in Vermont, and it's kind of wild that I because I had this visuals. Maybe that connected, and my friend Tom would talk about synchronicity like none of it's an accident. And he was a wonderful young man, and he said, oh, I was worried about Giovanni. He said, oh, I wouldn't be too worried not to rifle season, but it would be worth putting on, you know, a vest, which we will do tomorrow. But the point is, I got a good look at his satchel full of, of arrows. And, I, you know, I kind of took in the, um, uh, like, I actually, I don't know what they're made out of anymore. I know way, you know, when I think of uh, being a little kid and going to archery camp, they kind of looked like, uh, feathers at the end, but it must be made out of something different. But but the way they're sort of aerodynamically shaped is obviously so that very thin pointed arrow will we will will reach the target. And so when I'm thinking of purpose, and then when I was reading that 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 particular paragraph of of Emily's book on the power of meaning, I thought, what a total visual for for the for finding your, your sense of purpose and and the guy. It's like just this aerodynamic compass for landing where we're supposed to be. And then uh, Emily says, second, purpose involves a contribution to the world. I love that. Uh, It is, Damon writes with his colleagues, a part of one's personal search for meaning, but it also has an external component, the desire to make a difference in the world, to contribute to matters larger than the self. That could mean advancing human rights or working close to the achievement gap in in education, but it works on a smaller level too. Teens who help their families with tasks like cleaning, cooking, and caring for siblings, for example, also feel a greater sense of purpose. And I I love that. And just sticking with the teenagers and the young adults, a lot of the reason my friend uh, Tom and I decided to do this whole workshop with the young adults is we both strongly agree that this is missing, you know, for, for most of them. Tom is currently retired from, from Champlain. He was there for, I don't even know how long, but we've both had the experience. He didn't retire that long ago. So he's still pretty fresh with, with the young adult population and the whole spirituality, meaning and purpose and how they're all connected and, and, and how we are all wired. We are wired for spirituality we are wired to find meaning in what we do, and we are wired to to find our own sense of purpose, which is already in there. You know, there's something that each and every one of us were put were put on this earth to do, something specific. So that's a big authentic path thing. Then on the on the on the on the smaller end, when Emily talks about daily tasks, this matters. I mean, if if you've ever watched a little three year old try to help her dad you know, uh, it's his turn to do the dishes or whatever. And he's, and they're putting away, they pull the dishwasher thing out and, and she's trying to figure out where the forks go and try to match and watch and watch him and the spoons go here and the forks go there. And typically, you know, I've definitely experienced this with our five, 
fabulous young adults when they were younger. It's one step forward, three back, you know, when a toddler's trying to help you do something. But it's so necessary for their young selves to feel important, to feel that they're needed, to feel that they're helping. And obviously they're also learning at a at an you know insane rate because they're because they're little sponges on on you know they're taking it all in and, and learning pro-social behavior and learning organization and learning all that stuff that they need to feel needed and you watch watch them have a huge huge smile on their face when you know a teenager helps grandma carry in the birthday cake where she obviously has the big grip on it and, and the toddlers you know got you know probably a couple of fingers in the icing honestly but they feel so incredibly proud of themselves to be a part of bringing that cake in while they're singing to the family member. And it's just so necessary. And on the flip side of that, we've got the toddlers, right? And at the, you know, sort of winter of our lives, the end of the winter season of our lives, when many uh, seasoned, no, beyond, well, seasoned, definitely seasoned, like a good wine, right? You know, and kind of crossing over into, into elderly and maybe needing assistance and having cognitive challenges and things like that. Many, many geriatric, uh, you know, people in the geriatric, you know, stage being elderly slide into depression. That's a huge issue right now. And not enough clinicians, well, actually, there aren't enough clinicians in general, no matter who we're talking about. But uh, there's geriatric depression is a big, big, big issue. And think about it. This is largely due to the fact that there's, they don't, they no longer feel needed. There's no longer a reason to get up in the morning for many of them. And I, I'm thinking of a, of a facility that my uh, best friends, my best friend from St. Mike's, her mom is in. And I, I went to visit her every week for quite a while. And and what an awesome group of people. I mean, I don't know. They're angels. They're absolutely angels. So, I mean, this wasn't even their fault. They had all kinds of activities. And they every little thing they celebrated, St. Patrick's Day, Groundhog's Day, it, it constantly crafts and all these kinds of things. And so God bless them, you know, they're just a wonderful group, but that still has a sense of purpose, you know, that's entertaining, that's keeping people busy, that's maybe engaging with their artistic side a little bit, but it's not the same thing as people needing you, you know, and, and we all need to be needed on some level and to feel a part of the, of the, you know, universal connection, which is all there. They're just not tapped into non, you know, anymore at that time. And and this is, in my opinion, why so many elderly adults sink into a huge depression and then often give up. And so uh, Emily continues to say, she says, people who have uh, such a purpose believe that their lives are more meaningful and more satisfying. They're more resilient, I love that word, and motivated, and they have the drive to muddle through the good and the bad of life in order to accomplish their goals. People who fail to find purpose in their daily activities, however, tend to drift through life aimlessly. Let's just say it again. People who fail to find purpose in their daily activities, however, tend to drift through life aimlessly. And I tell you, uh, Tom and I have definitely definitely seen this with, with young adults. Um, obviously, it's not everybody, though it is certainly noticeable. Let's just put it that way, noticeable. And then Emily says, when Damon looked closely at emerging adults, 12 to 22 years old, in a major study conducted with, with his colleagues back in, uh, sorry, sorry, between 2003 and 2007, he found that only 20% of them had a fully developed pro-social purpose that they were actively working toward. Purposeful youth 
are motivated at school, get better grades, and are less likely to engage in risky behaviors like drug use. Think about that. We've been talking about in previous episodes about, you know, spirituality, you know, the work of Lisa Miller and the awakened brain, spirituality being, an, you know, an 80% protective, you know, shield against depression. And now we're talking about, you know, this sense of purpose. And uh, he said, okay, but eight out of 10 of the young people Damon studied did not have a clear sense where their lives were going. Many of them had made some progress towards setting long-term goals, but they did not know how they would pursue those goals or whether their aspirations were personally meaningful to them. A quarter of the emerging adults were a quarter of the emerging adults were disengaged, expressing virtually no purpose. Okay, so that study is 13, 15, around 15 years old at this point. Very valuable, obviously, and I would have to guess. I would definitely have to, or guess, educate a guess, because I, the educated part is because I, I see it every day, is that it's got to be much, much worse now, because, uh, and I work with a lovely, lovely group of young adults. They just, they're, they're wonderful, and they're chatty, and they, I, I have to tell you, they could, they are so ecstatic to be back after the whole coronavirus thing. They're positive, and they're into it, and they're chatting, and so when we get to the meaning, purpose, passion part, they, they really do kind of look at me with kind of glazed over eyes briefly, briefly, actually, until we really dig in. We really do. So I have uh, several activities that sort of support the Happiness Advantage book by Sean Aker that we use in Minecraft. And it's amazing once, once we do some of these sort of self-awareness activities that involve passion, meaning, and purpose um, with their major, with studying, with, what, uh, with their calling, what that might be. It's amazing how they come alive. What it takes, what it takes, is a little bit of guidance, and some, and some um, directed, some directed discussion. And it's amazing how when, when they've got a little bit of direction, how they can just soar. And even if they don't land on exactly something, they are well on their way. And it, it, I can't even tell you how rewarding is how it is how rewarding it is to watch them come into their own. It's I can't, it's just not something you would ever find in a paycheck, that's for sure. Just watch them see, wow. So I actually do something with them with the first couple of activities. Uh, and after that activity, I do something which is very related to what we're talking about. And it has to do with job versus career versus calling, which I've already done an episode on that. So we don't need to go through all that. Just quickly, a job is for the most part about making money. We all need money. So we're not saying that that's bad, but that's pretty much what a job's about. A career has more, has more to do with education or training, meaning trade, meaning all-inclusive. It might be the military. It might be the trades. It might be whatever. Um, it's some kind of something that's an investment in, in what you're doing later, right? And then a calling is one step further, and these can often be a series on the way to calling, right? is what you're put on this earth to do. This is when you're passion driven, you're loaded with meaning, loaded with purpose. If you would, if you could, if it were possible to do it for free, you would, that sort of thing. And and when they do this, this activity that I have, that's about, uh, we we sort of brainstorm what a job description is about. And, you know, I have them do it. I said, what what do you, when you're looking for jobs, what does it say? And they'll say cashier needed, flexible week, flexible time needed for weekends and nights. Think of their age group, right? Uh, minimum wage, usually they, they said, and then they laughed. And then we kind of, you know, twisted it around. And I said, okay, now what we're going to do is I'm going to have you write 
a calling description and they kind of look at me for a little dazed for a second until we until we get clear on it i said even what your majors are and what you might do i don't right now that isn't important that'll be important next week and later in your life but in this moment right now this present moment i'm not concerned with what you want to do in fact i want you to leave it blank i don't care what you want what you plan to do at this moment because i want you to leave it blank i want to know what boxes have got to be checked for you to love i mean love going to your 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 your, your uh, professional place of employment every day for the most part every is a big word you can have something bad happen but the high majority of the time where you love getting up and going and you love driving home and thinking about it so then it starts to really pull out roll out of them you know sometimes i have to guide them a little bit because you can tell we've got to make a difference people that want to be out there in the you know human doing things humanitarian we've got the artists that are big freedom people, that they've got to have that artistic freedom or they'll shrivel up and die. We've got to have um, my leaders and then my entrepreneurs also fall under um, the entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs fall under the, the artsy freedom category. The leaders want to make a difference in management. They want to be that that lighthouse guiding somebody through the storms you know, in, in, in the employment world and make a difference by bringing that positivity into the workplace as somebody in a position of power who can actually use it wisely and make a difference in someone's world. And I typically leave from that particular class I do every year, like on a cloud. I, I'm driving home in the Jeep going, oh my God, these young adults are incredible. They're absolutely incredible because they start to, to get at least a piece, a taste of what their own purpose is. And you watch that, you watch the levity in their faces. You watch them, you know, start scratching down and, and, and being so happy and excited to share their own calling description with their classmates. And they all listen to each other. And it's amazing. So in this particular uh, episode, we're talking about, you know, the power of purpose. Um, I just wanted to share that with you because I, just just witnessing it, it's just what it, you just watch their whole demeanor change. And so here's the big point. Purpose is essential for well-being. If it's a toddler putting forks and spoons away in the dishwasher with their dad, or if it's a teenager mowing a lawn, or if it's, you know, volunteering and helping an older, reading to an older person, or how like the Boy Scouts do the whole Eagle, Eagle Scout thing and do something great for the community, make a playground in the center of town or whatever, all the way to the Peace Corps or um, doing something wildly transcendent, like in Maslow's hierarchy, where, you know, somebody's uh, doing something for civil rights on a huge, huge level, um, or finding your purpose in a classroom, all of it is part of the big picture, because we need purpose like we need to breathe oxygen. Okay, that's it. This is Kimberly Kimberly Quinn signing off. See how excited I got? Lost my words there for a sec. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful northern Vermont. Have a purposeful day.